This is DMOU, Destination Marketing Organization University, the DMO Sectors Podcast, and I'm your host, Bill Geist. DMOU is where you'll hear the best and the brightest in the destination marketing space, sharing innovative and compelling stories to inspire you to take your destination and organization to the next level. The format for our conversations on DMOU is elegantly simple. It's three questions and a bonus round. And today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Destination Analysts. They are a team of travel industry experts widely known for their pioneering customized travel and tourism research that is second to none for reliability, affordability, and transparency. They not only assist their clients with the interpretation of the research, but the architecture and execution of strategy based on that research. And during COVID-19, Destination analysts have been producing weekly consumer trend insights. You can download the latest at destinationanalysts.com. And now it's on to our show. Our guest today is Jim Cowan. Jim started in the hospitality industry while working part-time in restaurants while in high school and college. After graduating from college, he continued in the hospitality space with the Steak and Ale restaurant chain, then moved to hotels and resorts, working for Landmark Hotels in South Carolina and California. He returned to Oklahoma in 1992 to open up the very first brewery brew pub in the state in the downtown entertainment district of Bricktown. During his time operating the Bricktown Brewery, Jim was active in the Bricktown Association, serving three different times as its president. After selling his business in 2007, he became the executive director of the Bricktown Association. During his time with the association, Jim was recognized for tackling the tough challenges the district faced in terms of parking, crime, PR, and funding. And when he left his position in Bricktown in 2010, the district was lauded as the top entertainment district in the state of Oklahoma and was experiencing unprecedented success for economic development. For the next decade, Jim worked as a consultant, first for Box Ventures, then later for himself with his own Jim Cowan & Associates, focusing on small businesses and specializing in sales, marketing, and branding. He returned to his hometown of Chickasha, Oklahoma in the beginning of 2020 in the position of Economic Development Director. His goal? To utilize his decades of business experience to help revitalize the town that he grew up in. He and his wife are enjoying the benefits of living back in a small town that's only a 30-minute drive from Oklahoma City Metro, where their three adult children all live. Jim Cowan, welcome to DMOU. Wow, thank you for uh, having me today, Bill. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I've been in the business of destination marketing long enough to remember when DMOs and economic development rarely talked or even acknowledged each other. Uh, over the years grudging alliances were formed that in many places actually turned into some pretty meaningful partnerships. Today, thought leaders on both sides are realizing the symbiotic collaborations that are possible when our two sides work together. And that's where you come in. You're not from the destination marketing side, and yet you kind of are because you think like us. (laughs) And I thought that our audience could really benefit from your views and your philosophy of economic development as we all look to recover from this uh, pandemic-bred recession. So my very first question to you, my friend, those who follow my blog know that I'm a big music fan, and every Friday we feature a musical find to kick off the weekend. In December, I was looking for new holiday songs, and I stumbled upon a wonderful track by The Imaginaries, an Oklahoma duo called Hometown Christmas. Let's listen to a clip. I've seen cities been on trains Rode a greyhound back across the plane and i've been working so hard these days and i can't wait to cross that county line and be back in the place that i call home i feel that hometown christmas in the air it's an open invitation every 
And what to my wondering eyes did appear at the end of the video, but a credit to the Chickasha Economic Development Council. Now that immediately caught my attention. So Jim, tell us how music and economic development came together in your mind and in your town. You know, I'm a, I'm a big music fan and it just seemed like all throughout my career, music was a part of anything I was doing professionally. It was a uh, avenue to attract crowds. Uh, it was an avenue to help market business. And it's something that I've always believed in. And for me, what I've seen over the past few couple of decades is from an economic development standpoint, if we want to grow uh, our economy, if we want to grow our city, we need to attract young people. And um, I think one of the best ways to do that is is embracing the arts, embracing uh, live music, and so far, it seemed to be working. I realize it's very different uh, way of looking at things, uh, especially if we're in small town Oklahoma. But you know what? That's okay yeah. because it seems like a, a lot of cities want to do the exact same thing as everybody else, and they kind of all blend in together. And, and shoot, my goal here for, for Chickasha, Oklahoma, is I want to stand out from the crowd and, and say, hey, come look at us. And, and if you do, we think you're going to like what you see. Yeah. So tell me about the, the Genesis story of getting uh, the Imaginaries uh, who are hometown favorites, right? And the, how did that whole thing come about? You know, I started uh, in my position at the beginning of 2020. And uh, at the end of January, February, everything's going good. And then all of a sudden, here comes the pandemic. Yeah. And as I was getting out to meet different people, I kept hearing about this this young group, the Imaginaries. And it's a husband and wife. He grew up in the Chickasha area, graduated from Chickasha High School. She grew up in Norman, Oklahoma, uh, not too far away. And they were here and everybody seemed to love them. They were very popular. Their music style just seemed to be a you know, perfect fit for our area. As I ran into them, we just kept kind of like bouncing ideas. Uh, what if we did this? What if we did that? And there seemed to be a lot of energy that we could work together on projects. As we were going through the beginning of the pandemic, uh, we tried to come up with different ways to get people to shop local. Every community does that, right? It's, mm -hmm, it's just a right? staple. Everybody's got their program. Well, we started with a restaurant bingo. Then we transformed into a shop Chickasha. And then the third part of this promotion to try to encompass the entire town was what we called Tunes in June. And so the Chickasha Economic Development Council sponsored bars or restaurants that would have live music. And we would basically say, look, book a band because our local bands, they've also haven't been able to play. They haven't been able to earn money. And as they did that, we gave them a, a, some, a, some sponsorship money. The Imaginaries were one of the bands that were involved in that. I got a chance to talk with them a little bit more. And then as we talked, the next thing you know, we're already thinking about, well, let's do Christmas in July. We just kind of wanted to keep uh, the momentum rolling as far as uh, our community trying to support our local merchants. And Christmas in July, they did a outdoor concert in the park where we could all socially distance. Mm -hmm. It was wonderful. They've got an incredible... Uh, amount of original Christmas songs that are, they just sound good. They just, it just feels good. And um, after with the success of that, we were starting to brainstorm and 
we came, we met with a, a local filmmaker that uh, had done their other music videos, and we came up with the idea of doing Hometown Christmas. I don't know, there was just so much energy when we all got together. We all believed that we could do things and we could reach our audience here in Chickasha in a way that maybe it hadn't been done before. And it just kind of came together and worked. So it was one of the, the big positives as I look back on 2020, forming that relationship, both with Shane and Maggie from the Imaginaries and the local filmmaker, Reagan Elkins, that, that put everything together. You know, as we were getting ready for this call, you told me that there's roughly 75,000 YouTube views for a group that is outside of Oklahoma, really not that well known. And this has been a major score. And what you said was the best part were the comments. I mean, beyond 75,000 views, which is sensational for, you know, an up and coming group. But the comments were so heartwarming. I told them as the comments came out, I said, guys, if we could have drawn up the perfect scenario, what do we want people to say after they've seen this video? What do I want someone that maybe has never heard of Chickasha, Oklahoma, to say or, or feel after they watch this? And it all came out in the comments. The people that live here were sharing it on their, on their social media pages, and they were, they were so proud. Hey, this is my hometown. Look at us. Don't we look good? And then people that no longer live here, but ha- also shared that because they have still have friends or family that live here, they were sharing it. And maybe they're in the East Coast, the West Coast, whatever. And they're like, hey, look at my hometown. Yeah, right. This is what I remember about growing up. And you know, in, in the world that we're in right now, anything I can do to message to people, you know, outside of Chickasha, Oklahoma, that says, hey, you know what? We got a neat little town here. We're pretty close to about everything you possibly need to do uh, as it relates to Oklahoma City metro area, but but we've got a certain feel here that I think would be a great place to come visit, maybe open up a business, maybe move here, and you're going to work from home. So that hometown video, because of the comments we saw, it achieved the whole goal that we were trying to accomplish. With the COVID fallout, I think you just hit upon something that we're seeing in other parts of the country as well, is now that many of us can work from home and may only have to go into the big city for you know the weekly staff meeting, if then, why would you want to live in the big city at a moment in time when being out rural, more distanced, is probably safer from a pandemic point of view? I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm a big city guy. I love the city because there's so much to do. But only being 30 minutes away and being able to take advantage of everything there is in the big city, but also have that small town feel, this really is, is the perfect intersection, right, of what I think the future of economic development is going to be. That's our selling point. You know, it's, it's the TV show Cheers, where everybody knows your name. You walk into right. the restaurant, yep. you know, hello, hi, how you doing? It's that feeling of belonging to a community. And then yet, if when you need to go to a NBA basketball game, a, a major concert, catch a, a flight anywhere you need to go, it's all within a, an easy, easy drive. It's right there. That's what yeah. we're selling. But, but how to sell that, how to tell that, how to get recognized for that, we came up with some you know, kind of unusual ways of doing it. And, and there's, there's still some people scratching their heads saying, wait a minute, I don't understand. And that's okay because we kind of put ourselves out there and it was, in our opinion, it was worth the risk. It, it worked. Yeah. So when I called you back in December to get the backstory, you told me that for you, economic development, like you just said, 
is about standing out in a very crowded field of competitors, not unlike what we do over on the DMO side. That's our job too. The music video certainly did that for you, but you didn't stop there. <laughs> what else are you doing that is not typical of what we expect from an economic development agency? Well, you know, I think as I returned to my hometown and, and remember going to school and growing up, I was probably one of those kids that always got in trouble for coloring outside the lines. And I kind of laugh at that now, but as I came back, we had a uh, just kind of something just kind of fall on our laps. And we had a local successful businessman that had always come up with the idea that, hey, we need to stand out from the crowd. And he'd driven through Winslow, Arizona, and he'd stopped and saw the, the statue of standing on the corner in Winslow, mm -hmm. Arizona, like in the Eagle song. And he's like, Chickasha needs something like that. Right. Well, he had come up with about three years ago, before I got back, the idea of, hey, we ought to put up a leg lamp in downtown Chickasha. And everybody would pull off the interstate and they'd come see this. <laughs> and he got laughed at. He got ridiculed. It, it just didn't make sense. He just, nobody could grasp and understand why the leg lamp from the Christmas story made any sense to put up in Chickasha, Oklahoma. And, you know, Tim Elliott is, is the businessman and his, his family's been here for uh, three generations now and, and he stayed persistent. And so I came back and, and Tim and I kind of hit it off. We're talking about different ideas. How do we stand out? And then we see in an obituary, someone that was a uh, longtime resident here in Chickasha claims to have invented a leg lamp, the leg lamp that was in the movie, A Christmas Story. <laughs> and we're like, what? I don't, you you got to be kidding me. We read the obituary. He was a art instructor at the University of Oklahoma, and he had pictures of the original design. And then in his obituary, it told the story of how somebody that he worked with there at, at OU eventually went on to California and was in movies. And he kind of put the whole thing together. And so once we found out, okay, not only did Nolan James, be a longtime resident of Chickasha, he helped us start what is called the Festival of Light. It's a huge holiday Christmas celebration mm -hmm. that we do in November through New Year's Eve. And Christmas lights in the park. And this has been going on now for 28 years. So it was, it was definitely one of the first in, in Oklahoma and one of the first in this whole area as far as having a huge holiday light display that people could drive through. Let me just interject here. When you say a huge light show, I, everybody has, you know, lighting parades and lighting installations for the holidays. Yours is not just huge. Yours is massive. I mean, it's, it's really, really big. <laughs> it's spread out over 47 acres and <laughs> it annually attracts about 250,000 people. Yeah. Um, wow. And, and that's a huge positive. But as I came in, I'm like, okay, wait, so I know this is good for our economy, but if we're having that kind of traffic, this should be like a home run. And again, it's good. It, it, it helps our local businesses, but there seemed to be an opportunity for it to be even more than, because some people might drive from Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Dallas, whatever. They go through the lights and they drive through and they don't stop and eat or fill up their gas tank or go shopping or anything like that. So we always knew, hey, there's an opportunity to, to grow this from an economic standpoint. But then when we found out that Nolan James, he passes away, his obituary says, hey, I started the leg lamp, I invented it. And he was one of the founding members of the people that started the Festival of Light. 
and he designed some sculptures out at the uh, park where the Festival of Light is uh, that's all lit up today, or this huge Christmas tree that we have out there that's all lit up. He, he designed all of this. And so it, it all made sense. We're like, I, we had no idea, but this, when you put one plus one plus one together, it, it all adds up. And so that's when Tim Elliott came to me after one of the EDC meetings and said, Jim, we, we've got to do a leg lamp. How do we do it? And um, I said, well, Tim, I don't know, but uh, give me till two o'clock today and we'll figure it out. And by about five o'clock, I had found a company that would uh, custom make an inflatable leg lamp. <laughs> so we bought a 40-foot custom-made leg lamp. And Tim Elliott and his family built a huge... A wooden box that has the word fragile on the side of it. Right. And um, we put this 40 foot leg lamp on top of this 10 foot box in downtown Chickasha. And we wanted to inflate it and kind of, you know, make sure it was all tied down before we told everybody what we were doing. We wanted to make sure we could actually pull this off. Some pictures got leaked on the internet. And before we know it, within a few hours, the Lieutenant governor of the state of Oklahoma that oversees tourism, and he's really passionate about Oklahoma tourism, he has posted it on his social media saying, hey, Chickasha's doing it right. This is how you stand out as a community. And so we were scrambling to get, you know, the press release finalized, you know, and making sure, okay, everybody thinks, well, it's, a, it's an inflatable, so you just take it over and plug it in, and it goes up, right? Not a 40-foot inflatable leg lamp. It, we, had to, uh, we had to change everything and redesign and change out the lights. and just We had all kinds of challenges because we'd never done it before. But the end result was it was a grand slam home run. Between what the lieutenant governor did on social media, TV stations came and did stories. Those stories got spread through affiliates. So pretty much just about every state in the United States had a story on it because we, we tracked it through... Uh, the Google searches. Then the next thing you know, we get contacted from Tokyo, Japan, and we do a Zoom uh, call with them. That went fantastic. We got recognized as a way to introduce creativity into your town. And then the next thing we know, it's uh, on the uh, London Daily News Christmas morning, uh, a big story on it. So the, the end result is that with the huge success that we had with the music video, Hometown yeah. Christmas, and 75,000 views of that, that was wonderful. But we got over a 10 million person reach by doing this leg lamp. And, and I, I wished I could tell you that this was something that we've been planning for years, and, it, and but it just kind of happened. Yeah. It all happened real quick. And then the timing of it, it just, you know, it was one of those things that went viral and it was just incredible. We couldn't have drawn it up any better. And it, and I'm just going to tell you, a lot of it was just luck, but it was also the persistence of someone here locally that he didn't benefit a dime from, you know, having this leg lamp put up, but it meant a tremendous public relations opportunity for our community. Yeah. And somebody like you that can see the opportunity to take a moment in time Absolutely. and capitalize on it. And you did. So, so you've got the music video, you've got the leg lamp, you've got worldwide PR and people are scratching their heads because this is not what economic development does. <laughs> Tell me, has there, has there been more than head scratching? Has there been any significant pushback or have the results of the past three, four, five months been the proof of the pudding that people are going, Oh, 
maybe this is the next generation of economic development? There's been both. We definitely had pushback. Uh, we had significant pushback. And I won't get into the politics of it. We were just like, look, we get it. Not everybody's going to understand us. They're going to question us. They're going to say, this isn't, you're not doing it. There was some longtime residents that were offended by having the leg lamp up. Probably pretty conservative in their values, and that's, that's fine with them. But they felt like it was sexist a little, if you would. Uh, hmm. Although we had the tie into the movie. And then we find out that A Christmas Story is the most popular Christmas movie in the state of Oklahoma and, and across the country, according to some survey. Right. So it's not like we were doing it to have anything to do with any type of a lady's leg. It was all about just a prop from the movie. But yeah, that criticism, it's, they're still out there. They're not as many. But what we decided is, look, what we did, it worked. And so now we're not going to let this momentum die. And so we have plans in place to capitalize upon what just happened here in the past few months so that we can continue to grow it in a way throughout 2021. Because you know what? Because of the pandemic, it's hard to go out and recruit companies to come into our town in this first quarter, probably in the second mm-hmm. quarter of this year. Sure. So why not focus our energy on capitalizing on all this momentum? Yeah. And at this moment in time for all of us, this is about public relations, you know, social, web, digital, because we can't be welcoming people into our communities like we once could, and we will again uh, as soon as the vaccine takes hold. Last question for you. For years, DMOs pretty much ignored local residents in their marketing efforts. There was that whole 50-mile rule. You know, you don't do anything within 50 miles because those people are just going to turn around and go home. You know, all your marketing, everything you do needs to be further away than an hour or so drive, and maybe then they'll stick around. But that ignores the fact and we're realizing that today. It ignores the fact that residents need to be proud of where they live so that they can invite their friends and relatives and be the, our ambassadors. You've really focused on residents in your work in Chickasha. Share your philosophy on why having residents as those ambassadors is so important. When I opened up the Bricktown Brewery in 1992 in downtown Oklahoma City, downtown was dead. There was one hotel, there was mm-hmm. only one other restaurant, People worked downtown and then they immediately left. It was not a safe place to be. Oklahoma City at the time, the economic development story, they put major incentives in place to lure a major airline to come into Oklahoma City and they finished second. They lost that airline to Indianapolis. The CEO of that airline said, we're not coming to Oklahoma City. There's nothing for our people to do, our employees to do. There's no quality of life. We can't get our employees to move here. Mm-hmm. So the leaders in Oklahoma City at the time said, you know what, we got to fix this. And here comes a uh, idea of a one cent sales tax. It's going to focus on quality of life. It's called MAPS. And it had an unbelievable success story. So as that passes, starting in 1993, things start happening. And over the course of time now, what I've seen that happened in downtown Oklahoma City in Bricktown is the city transformed itself. And instead of being embarrassed to say, if you're on a flight with someone, they're like, oh, where are you from? People used to like kind of cower and say that they were from Oklahoma City. Now they're like, hey, we're from Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City continues to get recognized, but the people believe in it. They've seen what will happen when you invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. And now the fourth MAPS project just passed back in 2019. And so over the course of all these times from 93 all the way through 2019, here are the public dollars that have been spent investing in infrastructure, but also a lot of quality of life issues. 
And the private investment from an economic development standpoint has been seven times what that one cent sales tax produced. And so it works. And so on a smaller scale, Chickasha, Oklahoma, population a little under 17,000, you say, well, how do you take what Oklahoma City did with a ballpark and a sports arena and a canal and a river? How do you do that? Well, the first thing you do is we just got to believe in ourselves. Yeah. And there's enough people that just naturally like to tell you all the things that are wrong in your town. And so it's time to tell everybody about the good stuff. I write a weekly column for the, the newspaper here, and it's called The Good Stuff. And I just try to highlight what we're doing right, whether it's local businesses or events that are coming to town. And I try to explain to everybody why it's so important to believe that we can. And it's that old saying, whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right. <laughs> and so my goal is to get Chickasha people, residents, to say, you know what? We've got a lot to be proud of. And let's focus on the things we're doing right. And let's get excited about the things we're getting ready to do. And let's go tell everybody we know. That's what I see we will do in 2021 is we will take the momentum that we had of the last few months of 2020. And we're going to get some very tangible things going on in Chickasha. And it, we want to get people excited. We want them to tell everybody they know what's happening in their, in their town. And I don't know how you can really grow a town like Chickasha if you don't have the support of the people here, if they don't believe in what you're doing. And that's why it's, it's so important for our success. You know, you had mentioned a few minutes ago about the naysayers. And in my experience, and probably yours, most of the naysayers in any community are what I call the lifers. They've been there forever. And you've got lifers who love their community and will fight for it and will invest in it. But typically, the naysayers are not the people who have recently moved to town because they're full of ambition and vision. And they can see there's a reason they moved to town. And anymore, it's not just the job. I mean, people move because it's a quality of life decision. And I think that what you've done smartly is with the music video and with something as whimsical as the leg lamp, you're really talking to that 20 to 40-ish cohort. Yes. And you know, the 40 plus, hey, you can join our party too. And those of you that just, you know, you've been here too long and you just don't see the cool stuff that's happening. Well, you know, God bless you, but we're going to move on. And, and, and that's the future, right? I mean, it, it is. It, it has to be. Is, is it focusing on uh, my good friend, Jack Berry, who runs the uh, Richmond, Virginia Destination Marketing Organization a uh, number of years ago, probably six or seven years ago, said to me, he goes, we're eliminating all of the images on our website and in our collateral of people over 50. Hmm. And I said, why? He says, because anybody over 40 has already made their minds up about what Richmond, Virginia is, right or wrong, we probably can't change that brand perception. We want to change the brand perception of people in their 20s and 30s. And I thought, that's brilliant. Oh, I couldn't agree more. If you ask me, what demographic do I want to move to Chickasha? Or do I want people to, when they come visit, say, wow, what a cool town? You know, I'd probably say probably early 30s. I hope they have kids. I hope they like our school systems. And then I want to sell them on being here for life. Right. I want kids that uh, as they graduate from high school or we have a university here after they attend university, trade school, whatever it is, I want to sell them on why this is a place where they can live long term and not just be a stop along the way. 
And I love that story. I'm probably going to have to steal it a little bit because that's, to me, that's what it's mm -hmm. all about. Well, I tell you what, man, I, I'm a huge fan. Uh, we've only known each other since I saw the video and reached out for the, uh, for the backstory, but uh, we will be watching and waiting to see what's next for, uh, for you and for Chickasha. But time for your bonus round question. We can't let you go yet. Everybody has a story about the time that they bumped into somebody who's famous. Your close encounter was actually with one of my favorite actors of all time. So set it up for us. Who is your famous close encounter? I was working at the Waterford Hotel in Oklahoma City in the uh, mid 80s. And Oklahoma City hosted the National Cowboy Hall of Fame uh, Western Heritage Awards. And Jimmy Stewart and his wife came into the hmm. hotel and of course came in at the time when we were the busiest. So here I am as the assistant front office manager and there's, there's no bellman available to take Jimmy Stewart up to his room. So I just immediately grabbed his bags and said, Mr. Stewart, you know, please let me take you up to your room. And, cool. and he made such an impression on me because he was the nicest man in the world. He was everything that I saw in the character of George Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life. That's what I saw in the guy that as I carried his luggage up to his room and, and helped him in there. He just, he was obviously at, towards the end of his you know, life, but he was just a very, very gracious mind. It's a Wonderful Life has been my favorite movie of all time. Not just Christmas movie, but favorite movie of all time. We watch it every year. I, I do too. It's just part of my tradition at the holidays. Yep. As I'm trying to sell Chickasha and I'm trying to get people that maybe haven't been here before or haven't been here in a while, my favorite thing is to tell them, hey, come to Chickasha. It's a Wonderful Life. And some of that Bedford Falls, some of that feeling of, of a small town yeah. that, that makes you kind of feel good inside when you watch It's a Wonderful Life. That's kind of what I'm trying to sell here. So, you know, even though I met him way back in the mid 80s and now here I am today trying to promote Chickasha, I still reach back on that. And especially every year when I during the holidays when I see that movie and I think, yeah, Jimmy Stewart, what, what a great guy. And, and you know what? I want people to come to Chickasha because I do believe that. It is a wonderful life. It's a great story. Jim, like I said at the outset of this conversation, I love the way you think. I think it's refreshing to hear an economic development professional view their role much like we do in destination marketing. Uh, and we wish you all the best as you work to make Chickasha the next go-to community in a major metro like Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and America. So all the best, my friend. Bill, thank you. I've enjoyed it, and I look forward to uh, talking to you more in the future. And I hope our paths cross once we are no longer social distancing. We get to uh, Oklahoma <laughs> on a fairly regular basis. And so we'd love to uh, catch up and maybe break bread at some point. If you get a chance, hit me up. I'd love to meet up for a bite to eat or a cup of coffee or, or a cocktail or something and, and, and just learn more about what all you're doing and then the research I've done on, on your company, what you're doing. You, it's very intriguing and I can see why you've been so successful. Well, thank you so much. That's it for this edition of DMOU. Tell your friends and peers that this is where the best and the brightest come to share their stories. It's DMOU.com. Thanks again to our sponsor, our friends at Destination Analyst, a team of travel industry experts widely known for their pioneering customized travel and tourism research that is second to none for reliability, affordability, and transparency. And during COVID-19, Destination Analysts has been producing weekly consumer trend insights. You can download the latest edition at DestinationAnalysts.com. DMOPros.com is where you're going to find links to our services for the DMO sector, links to the Z News, our position papers on community development and board diversity, our videos, blogs, and the biggest DMO job board on the planet as well as past episodes of DMOU. That's DMOPros with a Z. 
DMOU.com. Executive producer of DMOU is Terry White, and this is a production of DMO Pros. I'm your host, Bill Geist. Until next time. Oh,